She did not have sex with her brother husbands. Hi, and welcome to Meet Your Heroes. I'm Audrey. And I'm Elliot. And this is the show where we ignore the very good conventional wisdom to never meet your heroes and instead get up close and personal with the lesser known legacies and real life bad behavior of some of history's most notable and beloved people. Welcome to another summer series episode, like the Meet Your Heroes You Know and Love, except we try less hard for less long. It's too hot to be trying. Yes, we've given up. We're basically waiting for our kid to go back to school so we have any energy left at the end of the day to do a real episode. Yeah, it, so it is as as much fun and bullshit as this is. It is several <laughs> hours of actual research, at least each episode, hours and hours. And it is just, there's no time for that. Not in this economy. Not in this, in this economy? <laughs> no. But I feel like today... This is a this is actually one of the summer series that I am excited to get to. This is this is a storied a storied figure in Meet Your Heroes history particularly. Today's hero was actually going to be the third episode of Meet Your Heroes. But if you go back and check episode number 3, not this hero. No. Because I invested hours and hours and hours and hours of research into this hero who has a supremely complicated history and family tree and legacy. And I crafted this whole story. And about every 30 seconds for the entire episode, Elliot was like, what? They're related to this person. How and who and what? That's too complicated. It was terrible. It was awful. It was so confusing. I hated it. And we got in a big fight, like a real fight. Mm -hmm. Like flip the table. This podcast sucks. It's done. (laughs) Two episodes. No more heroes. And it could have been, and it would have saved all of you, all of this bullshit and all of this wasted time, <laughs> but no. And we find ourselves back here again. This is this hero is much better suited for a meet and greet because most people know the high points, but there are some very lesser known legacy bits that have totally escaped the zeitgeist. And in case you didn't read the title of this episode... Just to catch you up, this week's hero is Cleopatra. Highlights of Cleopatra, everyone knows them. Pharaoh. Female Pharaoh, which was like a exception to the rule kind of thing. Yep. Uh, eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Lots of stereotypes. I think we got it covered. So now I've got a few, you know, facts about this lesser-known legacy that are going to flip some of what we know on its head. The first being Cleopatra was not really Egyptian. What? That's Wait, sorry. I made that... I said that in a way that, like, sounded like I was being sarcastic, but I'm actually genuinely surprised. What do you mean she's not Egyptian? Okay, so it's a complicated geopolitical environment at oh the God, time don't start this that she's again. born. Don't start this again. What I'll tell you is she is technically born in Egypt, but her family is from Macedonian Greece. Interesting. Her family line is like the Ptolemy line in this lineage. P-T-O-L-E-M-Y, Ptolemy. Mm-hmm. Right? Who is like an emperor? Yes. In Macedonia, right? Yes. So it's basically, she comes from this line, this dynasty of Greek-speaking rulers that lasted 
three centuries. And so she's not ethnically Egyptian. Her whole family lineage is Greek, basically. That's sneaky. Yes. There are historians who have this huge debate, like, was she European or African? Because Mm. ethnically, she was European. Her whole family is Greek. But... She was born in Africa. They had colonized Africa. Yeah. That's interesting. She was technically, like, one of the first in her lineage to, like, really embrace Egyptian culture. And uh, she was, like, essentially the only person in three centuries to learn Egyptian language, despite being, quote unquote, an Egyptian pharaoh. Wait, wait. So they had been pharaohs in Egypt for a while and the family line didn't know how to speak or read Egyptian? Mm-mm. Well, I mean, they had people in their court who did that, but they all still spoke Greek. What? And uh, some Roman. It's like the Queen of England not speaking English. Uh, no, it's like the Queen of England uh, colonizing someplace in Africa and not speaking that African language, which is exactly what the fuck happened. Oh, ooh, yikes. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> Much like better all, comparison. <laughs> all of the colonization of every British commonwealth. Yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, long long lineage there of uh, colonization. Fair, fair. Quite the tradition. It's just geographically they're very close. Got it. Okay, so speaking of lineage... Her parents were siblings, and she herself married both of her brothers. Both of her? Wow, real keeping it in the family (laughs) situation. So, to be fair, I don't know if that's what we want to be here. Let's be fair about this incest, Mm -hmm. yes. There was a legal necessity in ancient Egypt that, from the beginning of this Ptolemaic dynastic period, the transmission of the throne was done in a matrilinear fashion. So the kings, who were usually the rulers, had to marry their sisters, sometimes their mother, in order to be qualified to rule. Wait, so the succession happens through the matrilineal, the female line. Mm-hmm. The rulers were the male line. Yeah. And like the unintended consequence mm-hmm. is that then all the siblings marry each other. Have to. Oh, yeah. Somebody did not think that rule through at the beginning. Nope. So Cleopatra ends up marrying both of her brothers, and uh, at one point, she sort of elevates her son to be her co-ruler as well. This brings us to fast fact number three. In order for her son to be her co-ruler, she had to kill off both of her siblings. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Power move. Again, complicated sort of like geopolitical scenario here. How old were they all at the time? Uh, adolescence is what I'll say. So her first brother husband, <laughs> okay, <laughs> she marries when she's also an adolescent. She tries to make this power grab and he chases her out. She goes to Rome, meets up with Julius Caesar. This is like in her young, early 20s. She's young. Yeah. She gets Julius Caesar, his army to come back, avenge her excommunication. There's a big war that happens. They defeat her brother. But in the process, while he's trying to, like, come back and kill her, he drowns in the Nile. Consequently, she has to marry her other brother. Sure. Can I just say, real anticlimactic to, like, have the battle for the power, like, have a whole invading army and then just Mm -hmm. drown in the river. I know, right? As you're trying to get back to the fight. (laughs) Right, right. Well, he's gone. She's got brother husband number two. Mm -hmm. She ends up pregnant with Julius Caesar's son. Hmm. 
there's a little bit of controversy, like, isn't really Julius Caesar's? But she is firm. She did not have sex with her brother husbands. And it's definitely Julius Caesar's. Wait, so they're so they're getting married, but no, they're not married. He's already married. No, no. What I'm saying oh. is, like in general, except for this situation, mm-hmm. like her parents, the the line of of rulers in Egypt, they had to marry the siblings. But were the siblings having their own child, like having children, having sex, and having babies to keep this lineage going? Eventually, yeah. I oh, think it was okay. just a matter of like her siblings were young. She was young. They weren't. They weren't doing it at that point and also like she kind of just didn't give a shit she did not enjoy having to share power with her siblings and she was quite seductive and charming and intelligent and wanted her own life hashtag girl boss (laughs) the original the the og girl boss telling her brother husbands to fuck off (laughs) she's gonna go have sex with this other married man from a totally different country consolidate power have his child and take over. And I'll do it while looking good with a latte. <laughs> looking good. Uh, everybody thinks Cleopatra is like canonically beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, she is the product of centuries long uh, incest and <laughs> is not attractive at all. I hadn't thought through that. Everybody thinks like Elizabeth Taylor style looks. But... It was uh, it was a, a political campaign. Okay. Where okay. she like saw her face printed on coins and was like, no, that's ugly. And she made people print her more beautifully. Wait, the real Cleopatra saw her face printed on yeah. money and was like, no. Fun she was there. like, no, not that nose. Invent Photoshop for me. <laughs> I want a different picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, a total political strategy. The, the truth is she was very smart and she was very strategic and very charming. Like, she had all of the other parts we think of about Cleopatra, but she was quite ugly. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, married to brother husband number two, not feeling it, has a son, has brother husband number two killed so that she can have, at this point, it's Ptolemy the Eleventh, which is Ptolemy Caesar, her son, be her co-ruler when he's like three years old. He gets oh. elevated to co-ruler of the kingdom. Because it was the lineage was the women, but the rulers were the men. And so yes. if she has a son, he's like technically the ruler. And if her brothers are dead, too. And it's a, tr- a strategic political move because now she has consolidated power with Rome. Mm, because she it, has Julius it, Caesar's kid. Right? Uh, her sister, Arsinoe, was like, hey, this is kind of shady. No, don't do this. And so Cleopatra was like, also, you're going to die now. And has her killed. Oh, killed the sister, too. Basically the only one left from this brother, sister, mom, dad scenario. Okay. They had all those kids. She survives. Cutthroat, but uh, effective. Mm-hmm. So she's ruling. She's got her son by her side. She goes on this other political campaign in line with, I'm very beautiful, to convince people, the people of Egypt, who have kind of like lost a little bit of political allegiance to her, given all of the murder, And sleeping with Caesar. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We'll do it. She goes on this campaign to convince them that she is the reincarnation of the goddess Isis. Always a good strategy if you can pull it off. (laughs) Right? Listen, if you can convince your followers that you are the reincarnation of an actual goddess, then they're going to go to the ends of the earth for you. you. You had to do all of this so that your legacy as you know the ultimate goddess in the culture can survive it worked for pythagoras (laughs) it did 
you know what? Okay, I'm seeing a theme here in our heroes. It's kind of the theme of all cult leaders. Yeah, it's a good strategy. <laughs> if you can pull it off, being the incarnation of a god, definitely a good way to consolidate power. Well, let me tell you why she picked Isis. She picked Isis because she was able to then have the artists of the time depict her, Cleopatra, and her son, Ptolemy Caesar, as the goddess Isis and Isis's son Horus, which we know are like the ultimate gods. So in Egyptian mythology, Isis was the maternal protector of her son Horus, who became the rightful king of Egypt after the assassination of Horus's father, Osiris. And this is after Julius Caesar has been killed. Mm, so she's really making a play to position herself and her kid as the top of this pile for the whole region. The the whole region. This is the rightful narrative. The rightful. This is written in the stars. She's like looking at her shitty family scenario. She's like the most dysfunctional dynasty to date. I mean, I guess that that's probably not true. The most dysfunctional dynasty of the region at the time. Definitely the most inbred of the <laughs> yeah. of the region. And she's saying, how, you know what, how do I change this narrative? And someone in her court is like, well, let me tell you about Isis. Whole big complicated thing after she dies and her son and Octavian and Mark Antony, who was the father of her next three kids and Rome and all of this drama that I tried to include in our first episode and you wouldn't let me. Because it's too confusing. Yes. It is very confusing and it's confusing in the same way that you try and explain the Kardashian family tree. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, so wait. Kylie Jenner's ex-boyfriend, Tyga, is Rob Kardashian's baby mama's ex-boyfriend, baby daddy as well. It's like And I'm that. like, wait, and like, wait, what is Black China's job? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait a second, what? <laughs> right. It is literally <laughs> just like that. But put Chris, imagine Cleopatra as Chris Jenner. Got it. That's the real... If you need a modern day Cleopatra puppet master, really fucked up family scenario, you're the, looking at Chris Jenner. The devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Now Cleopatra invented that. Hashtag girl bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got all of that, but that brings us to Cleopatra's death. Do you know how Cleopatra died? Uh, I I know. Well, I was going to say, I think I do, but now it, that I say it, it sounds like uh, this is the kind of bullshit that history would color over the real truth with. Mm -hmm. uh, the story is that she was bit by an asp. I think but, like it was intended as suicide. Like she had the, the asp bite the snake, the asp is a snake, bite mm -hmm. her on purpose. But I don't remember why. Okay. So complicated reason, but basically she was being sort of hunted. She, oh, shit. Okay. she did not die by asp. Okay. And here's how historians know that. It's a very romantic story. And there were likely asps in this like dungeon cellar where she was found, where she did die by suicide. Okay. It would have taken way too long and been way too painful for Cleopatra to die by asp bite. The real story, what they believe happened, is that she just poisoned herself. She had this hair piece, like this hair... Barrette's not the right word, comb, mm -hmm. clip that she wore, and a number of them. And one of them apparently had a sort of secret compartment that held poison because she knew that she 
was a hunted woman in the same way that outlaws might have a cyanide pill with them. She carried this poison around with her everywhere. Some real secret agent stuff. Not going to get taken alive, used as a uses a negotiating tool. No, she's killed enough of her siblings to know that you really want to be in control of that. Yeah, if they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to drown in the Nile. You're going to kill them all, take them out, or you're going to go down in flames. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> Hashtag girl boss, poison yourself. And that's exactly what she did. Wow. And so at the time, Ptolemy Caesar, her son slash co-ruler, was then the sole ruler complicated geopolitical scenario he gets executed and they are the last technically egyptian pharaohs to ever exist after that it was all roman rule man she was really going for the play to control rome and it just kind of steamrolled her whole family legacy it did you know what it's a it's a lesson to us all what what's the lesson to us all the lesson to us all is don't pretend to be a reincarnated goddess and then sleep with a number of Roman generals who have well-connected brothers-in-law who want to kill your son so they can take over your rule. It's a very niche lesson. So true, though. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. It really resonates. Yeah, it's, it's very specific. But if you ever find yourself in that scenario... Now you know. You've got a playbook. You know what to do. If our listeners are looking for more pithy life wisdom, (laughs) until next week, where can they find us? They can find us on social media at Your Heroes Pod or on our website at MeetYourHeroesPodcast.com. Yep. And please like, share, rate, review, spread the word, tell your friends. And until next week. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Bye. Bye.